Hello and welcome to this week's Dirty Tackle, your viciously light-hearted take on the world of football. And this week's show comes to you from North Kensington Police Station, Cell H. And it's the last time we go out with Ashley Cole the night before a show. We did record an exclusive interview with Ashley to open this week's show, but unfortunately it was submitted as evidence and can't be released until after the court hearing. Amongst other issues, Ashley Cole discussed the arrest of two Southampton players, Bradley Wright Phillips and David McGoldrick, after they allegedly assaulted a fan on Friday night. He described how disappointed he felt that they'd tarnished the reputation of footballers, by not even verbally abusing the arresting officers. We also stumbled across solemn Middlesbrough boss Gareth Southgate, hauled in at the request of the FA on an outstanding charge of managing without a licence. So, as we wait for our slops and water, let's reflect on the action from the weekend's FA Cup sixth round. In the first quarter final between Coventry and Chelsea, there was serious traffic congestion in the Hillfields area of the city, some eight miles from the Rico Arena as 10,000 confused bandwagon fans made their way to City's old Highfield Road site. Prior to the match, news was leaked about the location of the Chelsea team hotel. Mischievous Sky Blue supporters turned up at 3 in the morning, but were forced to leave after causing a racket. Fortunately, Chelsea players weren't disturbed by the noise, as they didn't get back from their night out until 5am. Chelsea indicated their intentions early on, picking their strongest starting line from the outset. Despite a revved-up home side, the Londoners didn't need to get out of first gear. Chelsea took the chequered flag, cruising to a 2-0 victory, with Drogba steering them into the lead after Coventry's defence stalled. Brazilian defender Alex motored in the second. The excitement of the FA Cup fizzled out at Craven Cottage, as Fulham stood back and watched Manchester United put on a four-goal display. In post-match analysis, Teddy Sheringham's roaming eyes darted around the studio floor as the marauding glarer desperately searched for his football cliché cue cards. Cup romance was also dead at the Emirates as Arsenal swatted Burnley, winning 3-0 as the last of this year's giant killers dropped like flies. Middlesbrough lured themselves into a false sense of security, taking a half-time lead at Goodison Park. Normality was soon restored, just five minutes after the restart, as Fellaini grappled an equaliser and Louis Sahar hobbled off the bench to net the winner for Everton. Now we've got the inconvenience of the FA Cup out of the way, we can field our strongest lines for the midweek Premier League roundup. On Tuesday, Arsenal travelled to the Hawthorns, looking for a record-breaking fifth 0-0 draw in a row. But despite the Gunners' efforts to keep it goalless by dropping Van Persie for the hapless Bentner, West Brom's desire and determination to be relegated overcame, as the clumsy Dane bagged two in a 3-1 win. This week's Rafa rotation saw Argentina captain and holding midfielder Javier Mascarano masquerade at right-back, as Liverpool lumbered to a 2-0 win over Sunderland. David and Gog scored the vital goal to break the deadlock, and hence draws the short straw. He'll have to take his turn at right back next week. Despite an admiral effort, Chelsea sailed to a 1-0 win at Fratton Port. The deciding goal came after Pompey's defence tied themselves in knots, allowing Didier Drogba to cannon in the winner for a bus-swinging cross. 
Wednesday saw a bewildered St James's Park crowd watch Newcastle unexpectedly compete with Man United. The Magpies rocked United with the kind of fast-flowing football Geordie fans only usually see through black and white tinted specs. Edwin van der Sar soiled his clean sheet record, allowing Peter Lovenkrantz to mop up after the Dutchman spilled a low shot. Even a Wayne Rooney equaliser failed to deter the uncharacteristically competent home side. However, Newcastle soon remembered their lines, promptly self-destructing with Steven Taylor floundering on the ball to give United a winning goal in the 2-1 turnaround. Devious Hull toyed with Fulham all game, letting the Cottagers believe they would score by allowing them 92 minutes of total dominance, before putting them out of their misery and strolling in a last-minute winner. Aston Villa seemed to have given up their Champions League challenge as their UEFA Cup hangover continued to linger at Eastlands. O'Neill's tired troops this week rolled over for Man City, they themselves void of several key players, albeit through injury. City's rousing 2-0 victory did nothing, however, to quash unrelenting speculation on Mark Hughes' imminent replacement. Tottenham temporarily rediscovered their quality in midweek, battering condemned Middlesbrough 4-0 before returning to relegation-battling form at Sunderland this weekend, scraping a late draw in a 1-1 at the Stadium of Lights. Rafa Benitez was in attendance at both games, as his search for a reliable striker continues. The Liverpool boss was said to be impressed with lively forward Robbie Keane, who he sees as the perfect player to fill the Reds' vacant number 7 shirt. Our ludicrous ideas continue to impress the imperial minions at football's top governing bodies. FIFA have now decided to run with the new foreign players restriction rule after Sir Alex Ferguson showed support for our 6 plus 5 idea from last week's ways to improve the game. In purely coincidental news from Old Trafford, Ferguson hopes to persuade Ghana-born Danny Welbeck to switch his international allegiance to Scotland. News and rumours continue to raid the Dirty Tackle inbox, and here's what we've deciphered from this week's online scribbles. Nottingham Forest boss Billy Davis is eyeing Reading striker Leroy Lita to help his side improve their form. After seeing Lita's confidence-boosting How Not To Score compilation DVD, part of Leroy's reverse psychology series, Forest striker Robert Earnshaw has begun scoring prolifically. Aston Villa striker John Carew could be in line for a shock departure in the summer, after Martin O'Neill's refurbished training ground is set to be fitted with booby traps and trap doors. Newcastle's Spanish striker Cisco wants to shake off his misfit tag by helping the club avoid the drop, a pledge that brings him up to speed with the rest of his teammates who have been committed to fighting relegation all season. Wolves manager Mick McCarthy is staying cool, despite his team winning only once in 11 league games. He says, if my wife leaves me, now that's a crisis. With a difficult run of fixtures ahead for Wolves, bookmakers have slashed odds to 7-2 on Mrs McCarthy leaving. The Daily Record reports that Scotland players will take part in a new intensive drug testing scheme next season. The move is seen as a positive one by George Burley's acid-induced cocaine-ravaged squad, who are always open to try new samples. 
Argentinian side Banfield say they are waiting for Man United to follow up their interests in midfielder Nicolas Bertolo. Alex Ferguson alter ego Mike Phelan told the BBC they may be waiting some time as we've shown no interest in the player whatsoever. Real Madrid striker Raul will try his luck in America's Major League Soccer as the sprightly 31-year-old attempts to attract attention from the old man of Europe, AC Milan. Last week's episode received a record number of complaints as we failed to mention David Beckham. But this week's big Beckham news is that the King of Men has confirmed he'll stay at Milan until the end of the season, before moving between the San Siro and Los Angeles in a co-ownership agreement. LA Galaxy begrudgingly accepted the timeshare deal, but added that if Milan didn't leave Bex in the suitable condition they'd expect to find him, they'd lose their maintenance deposit. Rustic coastal retreat Paolo Maldini added, This wouldn't have happened back in my day. To help increase his celebrity status, rising Fulham star Brendan Hangerland has lent his name to a discount clothing store, following in the footsteps of High Street Mavericks, Lee Dixon and Darren Curry. In a bid to increase controversy in the game, meddlers at UEFA are set to introduce extra referees behind the goal to assist with goal line decisions. Michel Platini Bonaparte has turned his nose up at suggestions that influx of officials may be applied to help fill stadiums, as football attendances dwindle under the Frenchman's dictatorship. Let our predictions engulf you, as we forecast the big news of the next seven days. After crunch clashes with Real Madrid and Manchester United, we predict Rafa Benitez to lay blame for all-out failure on the club's bickering owners and Sir Alex Ferguson. Despite the Benitez-Ferguson feud, we believe Rafa has the ultimate respect for the chewing Scotsman and we'll predict he'll admit to copying Sir Alex's techniques. While Ferguson has been rotating Wes Brown, Gary Neville and Raphael at right back, Rafa has implemented the same system with his entire squad. And following a series of Champions League outcomes with massive significance, we predict the UEFA Cup last 16 matches to go completely unnoticed by the entire footballing world, including fans from the remaining clubs in the competition. That'll be the final whistle. And now we've served our time. During the show, we managed to negotiate the broadcasting of that exclusive Ashley Cole interview. But once we bleeped out the drunken expletives, there weren't actually any words remaining. Thanks for listening to Dirty Tackle. If you'd like to contact the show, leave us a comment or email us on dirtytackle at brainoy.co.uk. That's Dirty Tackle, all one word, at brainoy. B-R-A-I-N-E-Y-E uk. Any feedback, suggestions or money for bail, but not Gareth, will be gracefully accepted. My name's Samuel Green. Dirty Tackle has been co-written by Tom Field. This has been a Brain Eye production. <laughs>